0: Welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Sam, for joining with me in this conversation and being a part of the podcast. So, um, I just briefly met you at a dance not too long ago, um, kind of like our recreational community type of dance is that how you would describe it yeah yeah
1: um yeah swing dancing
0: swing dancing and kind of like folk contra or english country
1: yeah it was i'm still uh new to all that so um yeah it was a lot of fun
0: yeah and then you were telling me how um you know you've studied um like media, I forgot how you put it, but...
1: Yeah. Um, so it's called interactive digital media. Okay, yeah. That's That was a major, but it's kind of a mix of graphic design, user experience design, animation, and video editing.
0: Then are you working in that field, or are you still in school?
1: I'm working in that field now. So.
0: Okay, what kind of work yeah. do you do?
1: I am a... Well, okay, my... my title is video editor, but I've, um, been doing, um, animation. I worked in our, uh, print department for a little bit. Um, some audio, a little bit of audio work and then some graphic design work. So under the title of video editor, but
0: okay. So yeah. And then, and who are you doing it for?
1: So currently I'm doing it for Joyce Myers, uh, Joyce Meyer Ministries. Okay. Over in Fenton.
0: Okay. So. So that's a pretty big organization. It sounds
1: like. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I I enjoy it. I major so.
0: Okay, and then she puts out, I guess, a lot of content that type of thing, and she's a big time speaker in the Christian world and. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, they have a. Uh, we have a show. I'm not... They have different departments, so I take um, the show from the video editors and uh, I cut it up and put it on social media. Okay. And uh, then I'll do work on some, like, advertisements that they do on uh, social media, like Google, um, Facebook, YouTube, um, YouTube, Instagram. They're big on Instagram. So... Yeah, they have a TV show. Um, They do radio. Radio. Then they have like uh, conferences and print um, that they like a whole print department. So, yeah.
0: You know, scoot forward just a couple more inches there. Yeah, that's good. So, do you like it?
1: I do. Um, I like working there. The coworkers are great. So,. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being in a, you know, maybe I don't necessarily, like, agree with everything there. um, Because my views have kind of changed um, since I've started working there with going to, like, a a different church. Um, But being in a Christian work environment has been great. Um,
0: Good. So, like, um, the work environment has a Christian as being a Christian feel to it as far as like um, you know love and patience and yeah. things like that What's good
1: yeah I've worked retail and all that before while I was in school so it's it's a quite a bit different um, yeah yeah it's been really good for me
0: so you you said your views have changed some since you changed churches and so there's some disagreement there with that like so what kind of church did you change from and to and how did things change for you
1: um so i originally so i grew up um pentecostal um charismatic pentecostal um started going to i don't know if you are familiar with church of the word
0: oh yeah um the croys i know the hamilton yeah the croys go
1: there um the sheffers um Matt Sheffers, the pastor there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, I would call them, like, Reformed Baptists. I think that's okay. what they call themselves. I see. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like the process over, I want to say a year, year and a half, about maybe more now since I've been going there. Um, my views have kind of changed on things. Like, I've, I've realized, like, Misinterpretations and things in like scripture and stuff. Um, So I've grown a lot with like understanding how to read, how to read the word and not take things out of context. So um, it's kind of cleared up, cleared up misconceptions and things that I didn't quite understand before.
0: Are you familiar with Bible Project on YouTube and the podcast?
1: I am. I, Sometimes I look at their stuff for inspiration because the animation is it's a very impressive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're they're really cool.
0: Yeah. And there's... I'm more into the podcast. I like the animations, but, you know, they're just short. You know, you just go look at them every once in a while. But I'm regularly a part of listening to the podcast as they just talk through things. And I think it's a part of, like, hashing things out. And sometimes they're... You know, in preparation for making an animation, but have you checked out the podcast?
1: Um, maybe not the podcast. I've done the podcast by, do you know Liganiere Ministries? Mm-hmm. Um, they have the, it? they have a podcast on Spotify. I'm trying to okay. trying to remember what it's called. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I don't remember what it was called, but I was listening to that for a little while. I've been doing uh, some audiobooks now um, from R.C. Sproul. Okay. It's called uh, Foundations. Okay. And so he's kind of going over, like, the history of the Bible and how it came to be. And and I want to say it's like it says it's an audiobook, but it feels like a bunch of, like, lectures that have been, like, pieced together. Okay. Um, Answering like different questions and things, so it's yeah. been good.
0: Yeah, the um, like the Bible Project podcast, it can be found. It might be on Spotify. I'm not for sure, but it's on most um, podcast directories. I I use um an app on my phone, Google Podcast, and um, but it's just the same name, Bible Project.
1: And, uh, okay.
0: Um. So. Um, So you're from, um, so I guess that's how you got connected with the dance and everything through, uh, your church and so forth.
1: Yeah. I think the blaze. Okay. Maybe. I think that's how I got connected to that dance where I met you.
0: And then, um, I guess your family's over in Illinois.
1: Yeah. Over in Edwardsville. Edwardsville. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: All right. Um, and then were, I know like a lot of that group is like a homeschool group and stuff like that. Is that you, or were you more uh, going to more of a traditional public school or um, Christian school? Or what?
1: I So I was, I was homeschooled. Um, okay. I don't think... I remember going to some homeschooler conferences when I was younger, uh-huh. um, but I don't know that... We, we didn't really go... I think a lot of that was also in Missouri too, so. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really get connected to all of that until like recently um, uh-huh. with church. And it's kind of, it's interesting because it, everybody knows everybody and it starts to feel like a small world. And I'm like, whoa, I know this person, you know this person. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's when I started getting connected with like the dances and different activities and stuff. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, so, okay, so kind of diving in, here's a question that I've enjoyed recently and have been using it just to start things off with. But like, what's the main thing that we need to know about you in order just to know who you are as a person? Like, does anything come to mind as far as, like, the main thing about Sam?
1: Um... That's an interest, interesting question. Um, I haven't really thought about it like like that before. Um, so, are you saying to basically summarize like myself? Um,
0: um, no, I guess what comes to my mind when I hear that question is like, what's the who am I essentially? Like, what's the main thing that characterizes me? Um, that if people are like, if I'm being introduced to a room, and they really want to know what makes me tick, this is what I need to say because this is what I'm all about, or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, um, it's hard to give like a like a a definite answer. Like yeah. Say like one thing specifically um ooh, so i mean i could discuss like the different things that i'm interested in and like what makes what makes me tick um my different interests and kind of like my, my beliefs and stuff like that um but like um so i guess i could maybe talk about that um
0: Okay. Well, is there any kind of, like, overriding type of thing that, um, you know, your life is just, um, you know, based on? or?
1: Um, I mean, my life is overall based on my relationship with Christ and, you know, okay. trying to figure out how to serve Him and live, a, live life in a pleasing way to God. And so, figuring out like my what I was passionate about and how I can use that to kind of glorify God um, so I guess some of the things that it took me because I had a lot of a lot of different interests and kind of narrowing down like what am what am I interested in, okay, how trying to figure out like what did it, how do I glorify God with this? Um, um, trying to figure out, like, almost like I went through a period of time, like, what is, what's my purpose? You know, what am I supposed to do? Um, so over time, I wanted to be, so my dad um, was an artist. He uh, was really good with illustration, He's an animator now. Um, motion like, graphics is what they call it.
0: Motion graphics?
1: Yeah, mo- motion graphics. Motion graphics, okay. So, um, so when I was getting around college age, I knew I wanted to do something similar to what he was doing. Um, I didn't quite know, understand, like, the field and all that and the different avenues you could go down. Um, I was very much interested in working at... Working where he works at Joyce Meyer Ministries, Um, so I ended up I went to school, learned about graphic design and all that, and that's when I really started to figure out like what what my interests were. um, Being like design and um, technology, finance was something that I picked up in school. Um, So. And then, kind of, narrowing down my interests, I always wanted to do something for the Lord and be like, what it I felt like I was supposed to do something. Um, and so, I ended up um, doing an internship with George Meyer Ministries, and everything kind of fell in place and, like, a perfect way for me to kind of like be there. So I felt like um, felt like I was led to be there. Um, so I guess that's part of like part yeah. of that answer. I hope I sure answering the question.
0: How does of, finance work in there? You just you kind of mentioned that. What?
1: Yeah, I um, started. So I think it was around 2019. I I think I was starting to get like ads for, or I ran across a YouTube video with a guy, his name was, his name's Graham Stephan. Um, so he's finance guy on YouTube, and I was like, wow, I re- this is really interesting. Um, I didn't know anything about the stock market or, or uh, much about those concepts. Um, so then I, I started watching more and more finance videos, and you start getting more. I might. Like, I use YouTube a lot, so start getting recommended more and more finance videos. And so, I kind of uh, started um, watching d- different videos from different people. Started researching, and uh, it's been something kind of over time where I've consistently like really interested in this topic. So now I'm like um, took some took some courses. Um, on Udemy, um, Mm -hmm. and then consistently, like listening to summaries of like the stock market and the world of finance, the fed and kind of like economics in general. Oh, so I guess that's what got me interested in the first place was I had an economics class in college. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So that's kind of like what opened the door to that area. Um, Okay. So now, um, I'm very much interested in the stock market. I'm kind of meshing that together with um, the animation and graphic design that I do now. Mm -hmm. So, I started a YouTube channel for that, um, finance topics and all that. What's the name of your channel? It's called the Wall Street Press. Okay. So, it's still in its early stages, um, but... Yeah, I'm doing animation, kind of summarizing different different news um, that could affect stocks in general, um, things that would be relevant to that. Um, so yeah, cool. I've been doing that for the last month and a half.
0: So how did things start for you in Christianity? Like, did you just grow up in it and always have a, like a, Passion on that, you know. You mentioned that's that's what you went to when it, you came to, like, well, this is what my life is about—to serve Jesus and glorify Him, and so forth. How, so, how did that get going for you?
1: Um, so, it started off at a as a young like young age. Um, I kind of always, as far as long as I can remember, wanted to like loved God. I feel like right around, I think it was like the age of six or seven, I was like, I want to, you know, give my life to God. Um, And uh, that was kind of the point where I, um, you know, started asking my mom, my mom questions, and, um, I think I had one of those, uh, I had like one of the, like a, a Bible, but it was like, you know, for kids, and Mm-hmm. Um I think that's when I I consciously was like okay God I want to serve you you know and I kind of gave my life to Christ at, at that point and then around um the age of 10 was was when I like really became I mean I I was passionate but like more so um digging into God's word and reading scripture and um I got my first King James Bible, like, Mm -hmm. around that time. Like, because I had, like, a, I want to say, like, a kid's version of the Bible, Mm -hmm. maybe for, like, ages, for younger ages. Um, So that's when I really started reading Scripture, and I've kind of, ever since then, been serving God through the ups and downs. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had periods where I'm, like, feel more... um, closer and then further, but I've always tried to um, consciously read God's Word, pray, and really try to um, draw closer to God. I got baptized, I want to say, and I can't remember the exact dates, but anywhere from like the age of 7 to 10, mm-hmm. um, at an Assembly of God in O'Fallon.
0: Okay. So are you still like is King James still the translation you're with
1: um up until I mean I still I still like King James mm-hmm. um I want to say in the past two years I switched over to ESV just mm-hmm. because I found it was harder to um, talk to people about the Bible and scripture um with King James quoting scripture and stuff because I found like um especially with people who don't have a background um with the bible trying to using older old english mm-hmm. is uh kind of difficult to share um i do sometimes i go back um because i feel like king james is kind of sometimes has like a richer language mm-hmm. um so i'll go back and forth um, but yeah primarily the esv right now
0: okay So, you know, you talked about like just growing up and from an early age, loving God. So, of course, like in your family environment, you heard about God, you know, going to church and then your family and so forth. But um, so what gives you, I guess, what gives you confidence that, um, you know, since God isn't something we experience with our senses, like the material world is? Um, what gives you confidence that that's that um, spiritual world with God and every you know, is all a reality? Um, since it's more of, you know, something we hear about, but we don't sense it the same way like we do the things that, you know, other things in life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, up until recently, I grew up. Pentecostal, um, charismatic, so that kind of um, through that lens. I mean, we prayed, we saw miracles and you know different things, heard stories, um, been through situations where it's like, wow, God was, God was there um, in this situation, that situation. Um, this didn't make sense, and even looking back on on life like I didn't understand understand things at this time period but I trusted God and looking back I'm like wow everything always always worked out where it felt like I'm like God was there always protecting us you know leading um so yeah um so like know.
0: so spiritual experiences in the church like it being a part of that and then just um thinking or just kind of looking at the way things have gone and kind of thinking of like a providential god's providential hand involved in that Is yeah kind of,
1: okay god's providential hand um even outside of like not specifically like being at church we had like um different stories and things um or was not exp- not explainable by like natural means like god was there he protected us here there um or um provided in a way that's like um, i'm trying to think of like some specific stories um we had some really interesting ones, um, times where, I'm trying to think, so one, one that would be really, it was kind of interesting, so, I'm, um, so one was, uh, my sisters were outside, so this is like when they were really little, um, and They were, to kind of like summarize it, uh, they were playing outside. I think I was a baby at the time, so my mom was taking care of me. Um, And there was an attempted kidnapping. Um, Somebody was trying to get, opened up their van, was trying to get um, my sisters to go in the van. Um, And they heard and i'm i'm forgetting some of the details but there were like police sirens and uh and uh there's police sirens um i think my so my mom saw them too she she ran outside police sirens uh i can't remember if they heard like police shouting and stuff like that and it freaked out the people that were trying to kidnap my sisters um and they took off and so um i think my mom called the police and they came and it was like nope nothing nothing happened in the area you know and it was like well we heard you know police sirens we heard you know police shouting and um kidnappers ran away huh. um so different different things like that um we've had situations where it's uh um, trying to think think of uh there's been a bunch of like different different things but um like dead car battery we pray and the car turns on and starts running again different things like that but that wasn't like like in maturing in my faith being like you know expecting um miracles all the time you know god can maybe god doesn't choose to Uh, help your car start or you know if the battery's dead but it um i think like in the earlier stages of my relationship with god that was kind of like we expected like god's provision and and stuff um more so now it's been like looking back and seeing where god has provided um and how i've with god's word have grown um Grown as a person, and then looking at, like, um, trying to think. I'm trying to think. There are some uh, other things. Um, Um, looking at the world in general and seeing, like, um, seeing the need for God um, and how that, um, seeing the need for God, seeing how He's, um, how He changes people. um, I had some thoughts on it earlier that I've I've kind of forgotten. Well, Um,
0: it sounds like your family life was a pretty, um, like, vibrant, like, when it comes to spiritual things, um, so, um, what was, like, how did that play out, um, like, is, what is your family life, like, that that you grew up with, like, pretty, just really into God, and these types of things, and, um, what did that look like, did you guys read the Bible together, pray together, or just, you know, what was that like?
1: Yeah. um, So my mom is very passionate about God. And so with being homeschooled and um, being at home, we read the Bible a lot um, as a family. um, With her, Um, prayed a lot as a family. So we were all, you know, um, and some of us, i uh I'm trying to think been I guess more um, with like I guess a zeal maybe for the Lord more so than others um, over time um, but yeah so I mean so in like Proverbs it's like train up a child in the way he should go and then as he I'm going to paraphrase it but as he gets older, he's not gonna turn away from it. Um and it was taking that like being trained up in reading God's word and having a a passion for it, but then being like, okay, this is this is my relationship with God. Um and kind of stepping out and um not just relying on like when I was younger, you know mom did teach, teach me the Bible, but actually going and pursuing it myself and, you know, reading it for myself and um, growing and taking responsibility for um, my relationship with God. So, yeah, we read the Bible a lot. We were very, um, as a family, passionate about God. Uh, my mom was saved in a revival, so that was um, kind of influenced, you know,
0: as an adult or as a kid?
1: As an adult, okay. I think out of college. Okay. So there was a college revival. I'm trying to forget, maybe the nineties. Okay. Think it was in the nineties. Um,
0: and then so you guys were in like Pentecostalism or like Charismatic. Yeah. So um, like I'm not that familiar with that. Um, I used to photograph weddings, so I'd sometimes be in Pentecostal. Churches and weddings, for yeah. that you know, and um, I remember getting there were early one time, and I was setting up my equipment in the basement, and the church is on a Sunday afternoon, and the church service was still going on, and um, it was going on long, you know, and uh, there were like a lot of music, like drums and stuff, toward the end, and it was um, something was going on up there, you know. <laughs> um, it seemed so what, um, so what's that like and what's the good of that, you know, the good that you see in it? And then you're kind of, you shift it now. So, like, um, what, how has that changed and so forth?
1: Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of good. I want to say that there's, there's a lot of good there, um, in, the Pentecostal church being, like, the zeal for God. Um, There was a passion for helping others and going out and and doing stuff. Um, Missions work, and... uh, So there was a lot of passion, a lot of uh, um, action. But um, I think some of the things that were maybe not as... To figure out how to how to exactly say it, but um, there were some things that were maybe not necessarily good for um, things that could. Um, so some some issues um, with like, that I found with, um, the movement in general, um, or denomination, I guess, is there was a lot of, uh, emotional, emotionalism that was kind of tied in with, um, with your understanding your relationship with God. And the Bible says, like, the heart is, the heart is deceitful, you know, who can know it Um, and so sometimes there's a lot of like in the Pentecostal church there's a lot of feeling for God's presence and it's more ventures into being like emotional and people are always seeking like that almost uh, high of of, uh, being in God's presence but you know mixing like how you feel Um, and then how you feel with being, well, where am I at with God? Well, how do I feel? Um, and you're not always going to feel, you know, your emotions are going to lead you astray if you, if you follow after them. Um, so there's, and that kind of went into like the worship, um, and some things I learned about worship. So there's a lot of like, Trying to create an atmosphere where people can be emotional, and they're mixing like emotion with, oh, this is God's presence, but it's it's a person being like moved by the music, by fog machines, by you know other people around them to say like, oh, you know. I feel I feel God, but it's. I mean, you can you know, like you can feel God God's presence, but there's a a lot of like, oh, I don't feel God's presence all the time. To- all the time, I am I saved? And there was a lot of, am I saved? Am I not saved? Am I saved? Am I not saved? Where it's like, you were always. There were a lot of altar calls and stuff like that, and it was like, almost felt like I was getting saved every Sunday. Where it was like, oh, I don't feel like I have was close to God, you know, I must, um, where you felt like you could lose your salvation, like, if you did something wrong, so there was that, and that kind of varies, like, church by church, mm-hmm. um, the, the main one is, like, emotionalism, um, there's different views on, like, the revelation, the rapture, um, and how, how all the, um, that is interpreted. Um, some things I learned, like going to our church, were kind of big to me. Was uh, understanding like the historical context of scripture. Who was Paul talking to? You know, yes, I can. I can apply the scripture to myself. Um, but prior to understanding that, I would say, oh. Paul is talking direct this is directly to me um, or our, some of the different beliefs of the of the movement or the denomination would take take scriptures out of outside of the context of who who it was written for or or what the passages before or behind it were, and just cutting cutting stuff out and then using those to support a certain view. Um, for whether it be, like, the rapture or, um, understanding of, like, the Holy Spirit and, um, the speaking in tongues was, like, um, something that I didn't quite, um, understand. And then, because in the Pentecostal movement, they believed in speaking of tongues and, Um, In, I don't know if, if you've experienced that, but like, you know, people shouting and in church and, you know, praying. Not much.
0: I mean, a little bit, maybe I've been in those types of situations, but yeah, I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah.
1: Where it sounds like, um, they're not, uh, I try to figure out how to word it um carefully saying gibberish maybe is how you could yeah um and to me I thought oh this is this is speaking to God in your your special prayer language is how I understood it Uh um but then in understanding um learning about God's word, and uh, the context of scriptures, like what's what's before and after the scripture, you know, how does this, um, how does... Um... So, in cutting out, like, cutting out scriptures to fit a certain view, you could explain, like, how, how this was biblical by saying, well, this scripture and this scripture, but it was cutting scriptures to fit a view. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Um so that was that was a big thing. Um
0: was that something you practice speaking in tongues?
1: I, I did, um for a while, for a long time and I thought and it's something that I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to understand scripture because there's there's scriptures that are um a little confusing still to me about it. Um but then once somebody somebody said something to me about the process that Pentecostals go about in, in speaking of tongues. And it was I it hit me, it was like, wow, this was not I remember when I was like trying some churches like think it's essential for salvation. Other churches were like, no, it's just a gift um from the Holy Spirit. And so in trying to get that when I was in the Pentecostal movement, trying to to get speaking in tongues, uh, I was told, "Oh, start start saying things, and God's Spirit will take over you, and you will start speaking in tongues." And looking back, I'm like, "There's nowhere in the Bible it it tells you how how to how to speak in tongues, or mm-hmm. um, and it's not not biblical." You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I um like one of the passages that kind of refer to it is like Paul's letter to the Corinthians and so I've wondered about that um it just they were just doing it so Paul was addressing it, you know. And Paul even made mention it, to something he himself practiced. But um so I want you know I don't know much about it, but I just wonder if like perhaps it was a part of, you know, maybe the corinthians they came from other religious traditions you know paganism and so forth and and maybe it was like um this is all speculating but maybe it was yeah. a practice you know among different groups and you know and then they become christians and it's like well you know they still was practicing that but in the context of uh, christian worship and christian service and and um and I wonder if it is kind of maybe gibberish in a sense. Um, like it's, you know, like some kind of an emotional expression, but where you're wanting to express something, but you're just yeah. kind of taking the content out of it. So it becomes even more emotional. Um, and I don't think that necessarily means that, you know, God's spirit can't be involved perhaps Yeah, kind of like if you were expressing content like a psalm or something and um, you know that can be pretty emotional and um, God's spirit can be involved with a person perhaps and just this outpouring of love and trust in God and perhaps like tongues was a little bit more of a gibberish type of way where it's not so much content focused but maybe more of the emotion focused and it's some yeah. kind of uh, audio expression um, but but I don't know um, like Paul speaks about um, an interpretation so yeah like if it was merely just emotional expression um, then I'm not sure how you make sense of that like so there's an interpretation. Um, well, maybe there is somehow, but anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I know in some cases it was like speaking other languages, yeah. like in Acts. But I don't know if that's necessarily what was being referred to in like Corinthians. It sounds doesn't sound quite the same, perhaps. But anyway.
1: Um. Yeah, the script a scripture that um, like scripture that's still trying to figure out what that is like. I think it was Paul saying it was like the spirit intercedes for us in groanings that we cannot understand, and Uh um, so trying to understand like what that that is, Um, but I've seen and still trying to to understand um, all of that. Some maybe like destructive things in mixing emotionalism, not saying that it's not like sometimes you know there's there's times where you know like you were saying, having an emotional experience with God and not saying that that's that's an issue uh, but where there was a constant a constant trying to create an environment. Where the motion was always there, and uh I've seen that maybe not produce good fruit in the long term uh-huh. um and yeah, mixing trying to. understanding scripture so one of the things like in the in the movement denomination was um, the rapture and I was still trying to figure out I think I've got a better understanding of it now with how all that works out um,
0: well, can you give me like a little overview of like What 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 I believe
1: now or what I did before? What you believe now. Um, I know God is coming back, as far as I can understand from Scripture. He'll return sometime. I don't know when. Nobody knows. Um, I still don't know. Um, I still need to maybe dig in. And learning, like how um, there's different different views on like um, what comes before that or after that. Um, prior to that, there was a belief that. So, in one of my current beliefs, believing like in since since Christ came on the earth things have become a lot better progressively, and society is, I mean, there's still awful things that happen in the world. But before then, the world was very dark. There was slavery, there was persecution, um, sacrifice, and all of that. Like a very dark time. There's still things that go on today, definitely. But as, since crisis came, came more and more people have gotten saved there's been a, I gonna say and not saying that like it's this a straight shot up to like everyone being saved maybe there's like waves where it's like um on maybe a path to where the world in general is getting better. One of the things my pastor said was like Jesus when you're just talking about giving a parable of the kingdom of God, it was like sifting the wheat from the tares. It's like in the Pentecostal movement they think that the world's getting worse and worse every day. Um and that's kind of focusing on like the mentality of of the the U.S. in general, you know, as there's there's views on like, oh, society has gotten worse and worse, um, and it's degressing. That may be true for the U.S., but you know, maybe not the the world overall. And thinking about what we have now versus what people had, then. We have it really good today compared compared to working like a cast system back in, you know. Right. Um,
0: or compared to like um, surgery with no pain reliever.
1: <laughs> yeah, no pain reliever, no air conditioning. Right. Prior to the Industrial Revolution, Renaissance and all that, that really happened. Like all of that, I guess, I've heard the term, like, enlightenment, or Mm -hmm. really happened, like, after Christ came and people started getting saved. And when you have people, um, when the Bible started getting printed by the Mm -hmm. printing press, Gutenberg printing press, um, people started, um, the literacy rate increased. People started reading, and then they started Mm -hmm. reasoning and um, understanding, like, what government's limitations are, and when you have people that are not being oppressed by um, by monarchy, there's, there's room for innovation. There's a, there's a free market. There's trade. So people are, are creating products. There, there's innovation. And so society has improved because of that innovation. Um, and medical, you Mm know, um, technology. Um, So going back to, um, so before the views of, like, the denomination that I was in was that society's going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, I could go into, like, some specific kind of weird, beliefs um, they believed like in a like a mark um, that everybody's going to get like this this mark and there's going to be a um, there's going to be a. so the Bible talks about like in, there's an anti, antichrist there's basically anybody that's that's against Christ but they they believe that there's going to be one specific person who's going to rule the world and uh, God's going to rapture everyone when this when they're given a choice of taking this mark to serve this one person um and so that was kind of the belief in that movement um so now i don't I don't know when God's coming back uh looking at where we've the world has progressed since christ came and died for our sins and people were getting saved all over the world um things still happen because we live in a fallen world there's sin um but if you if you look at the world overall it's things are a lot better um so i don't know exactly how all that that plays out but um you know when Christ comes and how that'll be afterwards. Will we be, you know, in heaven? Will we be living on the earth for etern- a new earth for eternity, or or sin is sin is no longer there? I believe so. God, when He comes back, is gonna um, remove. I guess, the devil, and, um, that will be Judgment Day, still trying to understand, um, understand how all that's going to play out, I mean, eventually we're all, we're all going to be before God, you know, um, but, yeah, so now I believe that, you know, God's coming back one day, and things have things have gotten a lot better, and the parable being, like, the wheat and the tares. It wasn't a—Christ didn't say that they were going to separate the wheat from a tare field. Um, he said they were going to separate the tares from the wheat, being that there was, there's more wheat than there is, uh, like, I guess— um, tares. So, um, does that make
0: kind of I mean, there's not necessarily more wheat than tares, I mean, right? I mean, he doesn't really say that, um, he, um, he says they're going to be together until the, he said, don't take them, you know might destroy the wheat. Don't take the tares. Just leave them all together. Yeah. At the end, there will be a separating or something like that. Yeah. But um it's not really a reference to how much of one or the other there is, maybe. Yeah.
1: I and, I mean, we're not guar- guaranteed to have, like, a perfect life. And, yeah. you know, kingdoms rise up and fall. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying, like, right. we're going to... Things are always going to be the same, um, but yeah. So that's kind of how my right. views on that have changed.
0: Yeah, and and the what has influenced your views is the, the church you're going to now, right? Yeah, okay.
1: and I mean, not 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 just the church. Um, I mean, that's that's played a big role, but uh, like studying theology. And under listening to different um, people on the topic, mm-hmm. re really looking at how I how I read scripture, kind of in a, a new lens, and uh, really digging into, really trying to understand understand scripture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Um, well, when it comes to just your thoughts about living well, a good life. Relationships and whatever, you know. What if you um, gain through your experience of living so far that, like, that you keep in mind, um, you know, just basic principles of like a life well lived or something like that. Anything in particular?
1: Um, basic principles. I mean, when I think about. A life well lived. It's like, um how am I am I living with integrity? Am I living according to to God's word? If I'm if I'm doing that, then I feel like it is life well lived. You okay. know what I mean? Right. Um, going going beyond there's living according to, to scripture and thinking about like a life well lived I have I have goals and um, different things I want to accomplish in life Um, career goals um, having a family um, yeah stuff like but Christianity or
0: scripture is kind of like that basis on which your life is built. Like that's the, like you're trying to conform to that, I guess is for, yeah. that's the direction you're going in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, kind of in wrapping up, there's something I'm going to, you know, I got to like a last question just about yourself, but is there anything like that you would like to bring up or anything that we should talk about, you know, before it kind of, uh, Wrapping up a conversation?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, not sure. I don't have anything, sorry. That's
0: okay. <laughs> just wanted to give you a chance if you did have anything you, just to bring up or anything. But, all right. Um, okay, so I was going to ask you know, what's unique about you? Like, how has God made you that, you know, with certain strengths, weaknesses, or whatever, that has kind of made you, like, as an individual, Sam, um, that might make you, you know, uh, like, might shape just your calling or way through life or whatever. But anyway. Yeah. Just, let's...
1: um, So, I always find it... I don't know, talking about myself, I'm like, um, it feels weird to, like, be like, oh, talk, talk you about myself, like, this is me, um, God's given everybody, everybody's strengths, and I feel like those kind of influence each person's life, um, some of my strengths, um, I'm kind of an ambitious, so, um, like starting my YouTube channel, um, I'm always, so the the first question was like, forgetting your first question, I'm sorry.
0: Well, just in, how, you know, how's God, how are you unique? How's God shaped you, and made you that you're unique in just your gifts and strengths? and.
1: Um, I think, so I've had... Ups and downs in life, different different, um, you know, hard times and stuff like that. I feel like God has used that a lot in maturing me as a person. Um, I still have work to, you know, I, on a path. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I feel like I've I've grown a lot in the past year and a half, and I'm still growing. Um, some of my strengths being, um, kind of wrapped up in returning as a person, c- career-wise, um, with my different, different strengths and that. Um, doing a podcast is a bit, uh, different. I'm usually, uh... I ask usually ask a lot of questions, so it's it's a different for me to be on the uh receiving mm-hmm. receiving side but i um I would say typically one of my strengths is listening and asking questions um some I have things I believe God's gifted me in different areas um, in art, in, um, being kind of, a analytical, creative, um, problem solver. I problem solve a lot. Um, so that I feel like kind of those are, those are my strengths. Um, I think God's blessed me. Um, with being able to um, take take life lessons um, and and grow, view things, um, and I'm still I'm still working uh, on it, but um, maturing and being in kind of a, a growth mindset um, has I feel like has helped me a lot. Um, as a person that's kind of like, I guess, unique to me, I guess, or maybe something, not saying that other people aren't, uh, but kind of a thing about me. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Sam. It's been good to just be face-to-face with you and talk about things, so I appreciate it. Thanks for being a guest.
1: No problem. It's been great talking to you.